Welcome to Tea with Tia, a podcast that includes conversations about nutrition, TCM approaches to your health and well-being, how to use functional medicine to help detect a gut, a healthy gut, biohacks for healthy living, and all types of knickknacks for everything in between. Hi everybody, today's episode, we are going to discuss the importance of sleep and what the lack of sleep can do to our body and our overall health. Let's jump in. When you're asleep, your brain empties your mental recycle bin and clears out the toxins between your brain cells that builds up during the day. Your body uses this downtime for vital repair and growth time, as well as the bolstering immune system and tackling dangerous inflammation. This system is called the glymphatic system. The glymphatic system? What? The glymphatic system transports waste drainage. And what it does is once you reach deep sleep, the system actually uh, gets introduced into your uh, neurological compartments, your brain, and it serves as the brain front end waste drainage pathway that includes a perivascular network of cerebral spinal fluid transport, which is connected to a downstream of the authentic lymphatic network associated with the meninges, the dura, your cranial nerves, and large vessels existing in the skull. And Without this system functioning appropriately, you can actually have a number of health conditions and concerns, some neurological issues such as early onset dementia. Um, We believe that it can cause them swelling, many strokes, migraines and headaches because the fluids and all the supposed junk is just floating around and inflamed in your cranium. So approaching deep sleep and having a restful sleep is very important for the glymphatic system to do its job. There are plenty of studies that shows the importance of this system working together with our lymphatic system to move the fluid and toxins from our body and the brain is separate. So there you have it, a new concept if you are not familiar with the glymphatic system. But it is pretty stunning and important to get that system in action and sweep away all of the debris in your head to clear things out and move all the fluids. Now, a lack of sleep can increase the risk of developing high blood pressure, right? As we discuss in the glymphatic system coronary heart disease and it's also been linked poor sleep to insulin regulation to having some insulin resistance which can cause diabetes and the reason why is because uh, there are a couple things that we're going to dive in that affects some metabolism hormones but getting a good night's sleep is incredibly important for your health That's the bottom line. In fact, it's just as important as eating a balanced, nutritious diet and exercising. So 
let's discuss deeper into the amount of sleep that an adult requires. Studies have shown, although it varies from person to person, but adults requires between seven to nine hours. I would say six, more or less, but at least a minimum of six hours and a maximum of nine, no more, no less. And yet up to 35%, according to studies, for adults in the U.S., about 35% of adults in the U.S. do not get enough sleep. Children obviously need more sleep, especially babies. They receive, you know, 12, 13 hours for growth and milestone development. So that's pretty major that our babies and children's do receive their naps and their sleep. And it's just as important for us adults also. Now, how does it affect our weight? Some people will come to me and say, um, I really am hitting a wall. I'm, you know, trying to eat correctly, eating clean. Um, I'm working out, doing cardiovascular weight training, and somehow I'm not losing weight. Well, I usually ask them, do you get sore, first of all? Um, after you work out and many would say sure I get sore and the key thing is how long are you sore if somebody tells me oh my god it took me four to five days it really ruined my week I mean yes they're out of shape sure that's what we're thinking but the key thing is that your muscles aren't recovering so I usually will ask the next question will be how is your sleep and if they say, oh, my sleep is fantastic, then what is the next step? Obviously, nutrition is off. But if they're eating clean, as I said earlier, most likely they'll say, yeah, my sleep is pretty lousy. I don't sleep soundly and I'm waking up to urinate, so on and so forth. So what happens is when you, when, when you are sleep deprived and you're receiving less than six hours, let's say three to four, and this is a constant, your metabolism hormones, um, while you're awake, uh, you get a hormone called ghrelin, which makes the body feels hungry. So you might wake up and all of a sudden, oh my God, I should make myself a glass of warm milk or oatmeal or have cereal and so on and so forth, but banana and at 3 a.m. And what happens? So now you've get this sugar spike and you're hungry for the rest of the day and then all of a sudden because you did not receive full rested sleep you're making terrible judgment and perhaps you're stopping at fast food restaurants to stuff your face because you feel starving because you started out with this you know uh, a spike in your glucose are you eating carbohydrates and throughout the day you have to constantly keep chasing that sugar because you're hungry or most people tend to have a higher caloric um, amount so you know that causes weight gain obviously and then they have a hormone you know leptin the other hormone which makes your body feel full gets decreased because ghrelin is now kind of taking charge and more dominant in your metabolism so that's one way of making sure your body's resting and you're receiving enough sleep so you can maintain a good weight, prevent obesity, 
and do lose weight so you can approach that target weight. Um, and let's see. Uh, obviously, there's a couple other things that sleep can affect. It can definitely, like I said, the muscle recovery. Um, if you're not sleeping, your body, you know, the lactic acid, everything that that it starts to release during workouts um, will not recover your muscle appropriately. You'll continue to be a lot sore um, and might not feel up to par or motivated because you're lacking sleep. So it definitely affects your athletic performance. So a good night's sleep is super important, especially if you're an athlete, in addition to proper nutrition, obviously. Um, it can help strengthen your heart because if you lack sleep, perhaps your, you know, um, your, bo your body is more in that epinephrine, that stress mode, your nervous system, and your heart rate couldn't change and, you know, affect, there's some cardiovascular aspect um, and then if you were gaining weight, perhaps it could turn into more of a sleep apnea and your decrease in oxygen level can affect your heart. I have a colleague whose husband, he didn't realize, you know, he was only 35, overweight, and he definitely had sleep apnea that he did not want to go to a sleep study. And... You know, his wife, my colleague, was pregnant with twins at the time, and they just bought a house. They already have their child, who's two, so they're on to, uh, you know, having three kids. And he's only 35. And just one evening, she woke up, and he had a heart attack because of the sleep apnea that was not taken care of. So this is not to be taken lightly. We definitely have to make sure that we're receiving the amount of sleep that's necessary for health. Um, and you know, when you get sleepless nights after sleepless nights and you've tried everything supposedly, uh, you get depressed, you're anxious, you can have anxiety attacks, panic attacks, all of these mental issues that is affected, you know, a nervous breakdown and you can be easily irritable. That's, definitely is prone to happen and you know it's human nature because you just feel so fatigued and you can get rubbed the wrong way pretty easily uh and as we know it does affect your immune system if you lack sleep the body can't you know release the proper antibodies to fight out you know colds and viruses so that's another factor and when it becomes chronic and you lack sleep, I would say, you know, for, for a good amount of time, your body will start to release inflammation and, you know, you get, you definitely, because when you do sleep, it really calms your nervous system and the stress response system is known as the sympathetic nervous system and the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal, HPA, axis. So this affects sleep loss, especially from disturbed sleep. You know, if you're getting night terrors even, um, yeah, there's a negative loop. And it's 
This is prone and known to activate inflammatory signaling pathways and can lead to higher levels of undesirable markers of inflammation, like interleukin-6 and C-reactive proteins that you can definitely see in your blood work. And then it, when you just have free radicals floating in your body, it, it can cause a variety of disease, you know, cancer being one of them, and autoimmune, things like that. So you definitely do not want your body to be in a chronic inflammation state. Um, because it definitely can give you a variety of unwanted conditions and diseases. So that's definitely a list of things to encourage us to want to seek help if we do have insomnia or sleep issues, sleep disturbed problems. So I have a list of things now, since I've listed all of the major conditions that's affected with lack of sleep. I have a list of things for you to kind of use supplements, minerals, things like that, treatments, biohacks that I will share with you in this episode. First of all, we have something called melatonin, right? It's a hormone that your body produces naturally and it signals to your brain that it's time to sleep, essentially. So the time of day influences this hormone cycle of production and releases melatonin levels naturally and rises in the evening and falls in the morning. So you can take the supplement and there are many studies. It's kind of all over the place really, but I find, and everybody's a little different. That's why I'm going to give you a list of things to try um, to see if can aid, you know, your condition and your issue because insomnia and having sleep issues, it's kind of case by case also. So, what you can do is you can definitely get, you know, like really dark shades to make sure that your room is ultimately dark. There's no lights around. Say goodbye to night lights. Okay. And definitely put your phone away at least an hour before you put yourself to sleep or having that sleep ritual. So you take, you definitely can also take the supplement. You can start with three milligrams. I go as high as 10. Um, and you know, melatonin really helps your immune system also these days with what's going on in the world and what's happening. Melatonin actually is a good supplement. I feel, uh, that's beneficial to help with having a good night's sleep, but darkness will really, really aid in helping to release melatonin for sure. Uh, so make sure you use red light when if you wanted to use light to get ready brush your teeth things like that and try to stay away from bright lights for at least half an hour before you go through the um your bedtime ritual and uh let's see so we've got valerian root which is really native to Asia and Europe. It's a root that's commonly used as a natural treatment for symptoms of anxiety, depression, and menopause, not really for sleep per se, but it really can calm your mind. I know if you've, if anybody has ever opened a bottle of valerian or actually 
had access to the roots. They understand there's quite a scent and it's definitely not a nice scent. It's more of a stinky feed, as my daughter would say. Um, but it is a natural form of the drug Valium that uh, doctors prescribe, you know, for anxiety, depression, and to help calm your nerves. So that's where that came from. And, you know, it helps with menopausal, postmenopausal women who needs more quality sleep and it's, you know, they're experiencing some insomnia. So something like valerian root uh, has been found helpful. There's a couple of literatures and studies that shows that three to 900 milligrams of valerian taken right before bedtime may improve self-rated sleep. Um, and, you know, it's a little subjective, some of these studies, but I have tried valerian root myself. I'm not fond of valerian root particularly, but I feel like, you know, there's um, something called Formula 303, which is a blend, a natural muscle relaxer. Valerian roots in it, passion flower, and magnesium. So I find that very effective to kind of relax my whole body. So I put valerian root in that category. I'm more fond of taking something like melatonin, especially these days. I feel like we're on the screen so much and we're depleted from uh, just staring at computer screens and our phone. So, um, let's see, what else? And then we have things like magnesium, which is a mineral that we're all depleted if we're ever, you know, drinking alcohol, stressed, overwork, we're depleted with magnesium. And it helps with muscle cramps. So it's, you know, it's good to take naturally. And mainly if you're looking for magnesium that can help you sleep, that will not affect your tummy. Some people complain that if they take magnesium too much, they have loose stool. And I would encourage you to take, there are many different forms of magnesium that is supposed to direct certain parts of the body. So for sleep particularly, you want to take magnesium glycinate. That will not affect your bowel movements. And also glycinate, it comes from, you know, it's the amino acid glycine, which helps calm the nervous system. So this will calm your mind and then in turn really help you with falling asleep. And plus, it's a great mineral to really help any kind of muscle cramps and we're all depleted in it. So it's really a good habit to take magnesium regardless, whether you have sleep issues or not. And then you get, you know, magnesium blended with calcium that they encourage you, oh, this is good for your bones. And that's fine too, but that would be more towards magnesium citrate. That is the blend. But if you want to take something again for sleep, you want to take magnesium glycinate. Okay. Um, and then you get something like essential oils that you can use or even put into your tea, chamomile and lavender okay. and, uh, passion flower can go into a tea blend that you can use for sleepy time tea. That's pretty effective. I do something like that, uh, occasionally just to kind of add some variety and I love drinking warm tea, warm herbal tea before bedtime anyhow. So it's a nice ritual where you can use the essential oil and put it on your pillow. You know, here we, we just need to find all the different tools to help calm our nerves or nervous system. Sometimes your mind just kind of overthinks and you can't 
put it on stop mode. So something like lavender is helpful. And then passion flower. It's usually a blend. It's I I don't find passion flower on its own. What I do find is that's helpful to digest is when it's in season is eating passion fruit. That's really helpful also. It really helps calm your liver meridian, which is no, you know, it's in charge of your nervous system and calms your whole just chi and stagnate your chi. So it relaxes you. And the flower is usually a blend. It'll be like passion flower, valerian, L-theanine. All of these are really good for the nervous system. So uh, I would definitely give it a shot if you haven't. It will aid in kind of a relaxing your mind and body. So that's a couple of things. Now I did mention glycine as the amino acid to calm your nervous system. And you can take glycine on its own as a supplement if you're not doing like a magnesium glycinate. Um, and it's pretty helpful. It'll help kind of make you feel sleepy. You take about 0.8, very little, um, dosage. And, uh, it, it'll help with your sleep. I've never experienced taking glycine on its own. I usually have it as a blend. But if you wanted to eat foods rich in the nutrient of glycine, you can definitely have, as far as animal products goes, bone broth, meat, eggs, poultry, and fish, beans, spinach, kale, cabbage, and fruits like banana and kiwis. So those all have glycine. So focus on eating that if you were interested in wanting to have more of that particular amino acid to kind of help with your nervous system naturally. Okie dokie. All right, so there's... A couple of other hacks besides the uh, dark lights, but you want to balance your hormones through your metabolism hormones, through diet, regular exercise, yeah, making sure you maintain all your supplements and eating proper nutrition, trying to eat very clean, kind of an anti-inflammatory type of diet will be helpful, and making sure you keep an eye on your exposure to light. When it's dark, your brain secretes more melatonin. So that's a rule of thumb. A naturally occurring hormone that is controlled by light exposure. And it helps to maintain the body's normal sleep cycle. Okay. Nighttime levels of melatonin are at least 10 times higher than daytime concentrations. And exposure to light blocks the production of melatonin. So the darker your room, the better. So when you're at a hotel and... You see all these lights around, you know, just try to cover it with a towel. Every, every, every little bit helps just to make sure that you can try to make it complete darkness as possible. Um, morning sunlight helps improve the quality and duration of sleep that comes later on as it boosts serotonin production and dials down melatonin. So making sure when you wake up, you have that nice bright sun kind of shining. You don't have sunglasses on. And it's allowing the serotonin to be released, depleting your melatonin so you don't feel, you know, the sluggish and tired and fatigue. So it's also brilliant for getting some vitamin D on board. Why not? So if sunlight is hard to come by these days, you know, May gray, um, you can definitely use some kind of light therapy to kind of shine 
on you for a good 5-10 minutes. And like all things, health. Come, you know, you have to just do regular exercise, eat properly, making sure that you try to limit your caffeine and nicotine, alcohol, spicy or acidic foods that can upset your tummy at night. These are all very basic things that I know we are aware of, but sometimes maybe we just need to be reminded. So, yeah, you know, things like alcohol, there's disruptions later in your sleep cycle because now your liver enzyme, it has to metabolize the alcohol and it's working and affecting your restful time. So there you go, moral of the story. Make sure you receive that deep sleep a restful sleep and how do you know that your sleep approaches deep sleep well, you don't but at least when you wake up you feel refreshed rested and not sluggish so that's definitely a good hint and as we age we do start to deplete the deep sleep but if we start to focus and do maybe five to ten minutes of meditation to quiet our mind decrease screen time putting her phone away, maybe reading a book. Any of your rituals, try to make it consistent, making sure your room's dark and, you know, and using some of the natural sleep aids and supplements and nutrition. And I think we'll be okay. Until next time, I hope everybody enjoys their cup of tea. Take care. And if you like this episode today, please hit subscribe. And please comment below if you wanted other uh, subjects to be expanded or other things to discuss. I'd be happy to take a look and consider some of the themes and subjects. Disclaimer. This podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast does not qualify as a medical diagnosis from a doctor. This podcast does not provide any medical services or have any claims of curing any conditions. If you are looking for help in your medical endeavors, seek out a qualified medical doctor or a physician that may offer functional medicine. It's important for you to have a licensed practitioner to help you make change and oversee your health.